Hello and welcome. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Chani Nicholas. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways that this week's astrology will play out for you, download the Chani app. Hey y'all, did you know that our 2024 bundles are officially live? They include our 2024 Astro Planner, our 2024 guidebooks, and more. So if you want to get early access to all of the 2024 goings-on, head over to Chani.com. That's C-H-A-N-I dot com. We're talking about the week of October 9th, which is the week of the first eclipse of eclipse season. All right, y'all, what is eclipse season? Why do we care? Why is it even important? I mean, you know, like you could make a case for the fact that some eclipses are really subtle in our life. So everything you're about to hear, and this is always true, may or may not land for you personally. I tend to think of eclipses like this. They happen in twos, usually sometimes threes, and they happen every six months. So they kind of happen twice a year and they bookend the year or they are kind of like corners of the year. And they'll happen in usually two to three signs at a time. So they'll happen like, you know, in one sign and then the opposite sign or the sign just either side of whatever sign is opposite to that sign because they're happening at the new moon and the full moon or the full moon and the new moon. So they are always connected to a new moon or a full moon. So they talk about beginnings and endings. They're always happening either by what we call the north node or the ascending node or the south node or the descending node. So they either are about an increase in our life or they're about a decrease or a letting go or a shedding that needs to happen. So they always are, of course, about shadow and light. And because they happen at a new moon or a full moon and they obstruct either the light of the sun or the moon, And the sun and the moon are our luminaries and the sun and the moon are our light sources. They make our light sources unstable or they kind of mess with our power connection, our connection to energy, our power source. So when something messes with our power source, we might feel a little glitchy and that might be the end of it for eclipse season for us might feel just like this little bit of instability energetically or like out in the world somewhere. And then when they land in our life a little bit more dramatically, quite often they do align with these endings and beginnings with a need to let go of something or a need to move towards something. And the eclipse that's happening this week, that's happening on the 14th, is definitely about letting go. It's definitely about releasing something, laying something down and getting into an understanding of what would it mean to rebalance myself, my life, this situation in this moment? 
We talked about that a lot last week. We're even going to talk about it next week because next week the similar stuff is happening. And this week it's just really potent. This is the first eclipse that we're having in Libra near the South Node. The South Node moved into Libra in July. And so since July, we've been working on something in this area of our chart, the area of your chart that contains Libra. One really good thing to go do right now is either go to our website, Chani.com, or go to the Chani app, C-H-A-N-I. You can download it for Android or your iPhone if you're listening to this on a podcast app or on YouTube. And if you go under today on the homepage and you scroll down, you'll see a little button that says your current sky horoscopes. And if you press that and scroll down, you'll get to see the very last horoscope is the South Node horoscope in Libra. Give that a read through and just take note of how those themes have been impacting you since about July, or if they have, or what about the themes in that horoscope have been impacting you. Also, of course, every week we've got a reading in the Chani app that is specific to your rising signs. You want to think about where Libra is in your chart, what house that is, what areas of life, what topics that area of life covers, and see if any of those themes are coming up for you. You know, sometimes it's very thematic in terms of where it's happening in your chart. And then sometimes it's just like generally thematic. So eclipse themes are shadow and light. What's our own personal shadow stuff? What part of our persona, personality stuff, baggage, you know, unhealed trauma, blah, 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 is just out of view or just outside our conscious awareness and what happened last week? What's happening this week? What even happens next week? These, this like, you know, basically Libra season to bring those shadowier elements into our awareness so we can be like, oh, yeah, I do that or I create this. And it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't mean I can't, you know, shift it. It's just really good to know, like, what does my unconscious try to keep from my conscious awareness and how can I shed some light in the part of my psyche where this stuff tends to operate and like do whatever it wants to do. So eclipse season is really good for understanding our own shadowy stuff, our own unconscious stuff, our own unconscious biases, our own, you know, habits and patterns that keep us in a disgruntled kind of place usually. And eclipse season can be really good at kind of cracking that open and being like, oh, there, that's the work you need to do. So um, how about you do it now? Eclipse season also tends to speed things up. So it speeds up endings and it speeds up beginnings. So take note of what is occurring you know, in Libra season and into Scorpio season last week, this week, next week, even the week after. So we're, and well, especially the week after into the last week of October when the second eclipse happens. Okay. So we're talking about endings, beginnings. We're talking about shadowy kind of stuff. We're talking about energy surges and also dips. And this week, and maybe again, last week, you also felt this, there is a little bit of a dip in energy if there's going to be 
something that feels unstable. Because the South Node is a place where we clear things out, sometimes it can feel like a beautiful release. Sometimes it's a moment where we're putting a ton out into the world and we've just released a ton and then we can feel kind of empty after. And sometimes it feels like, oh my goodness, there's a leak in the container of my life energetically and uh, I didn't notice it. And now I'm like, I got to stop the leak or I have to pay attention to where things tend to be draining me. And that is one of the big questions that you can go into the week with. What is draining me? What feels like it's draining my life energy and how could I put up a good old boundary around it so I don't feel so weakened by it? And I say weakened because it's a south node situation and and the south node can have us feeling a little less vital, which is fine. You know, there's just like these ebbs and flows in life. But if it's preventable, that's also something we want to know. Okay, so the south node eclipse in Libra is happening at the end of the week because it's in Libra. It's about balance. It's about reorienting ourselves. It's about getting rebalanced. It's about relationships. It's it's about equity. It's about justice. It is about what do you have? What do I have? How can this be fair? Or is fairness and equity even something that we can hope for in this situation? What is justice, given the fact that we are all human and messy and every situation calls for a different kind of understanding of what is needed here to have a rebalancing. So that's the main theme that's happening at the end of the week on Saturday. So before we get there, though, the top of the week, Monday, Monday is a little lackluster, I will say. Monday talks about relationship boundaries and making very clear some realities that we need to contend with in our relationships. On Monday, Venus makes an opposition to Saturn. Venus is the queen of pleasure. Saturn is the boundary queen. So when they come together, it can feel like a little bit of a dampening kind of effect on the pleasure principle. And Venus is already in Virgo. So it definitely feels like we're working too hard to try to enjoy ourselves at certain times. And then this opposition with Saturn comes and it's like, oof, that's that's a hard reality check. And it could also be exceptionally helpful for our relationships. So we want to keep an open mind. We are moving into two eclipses that are ruled by Venus. So that Venus makes an opposition to Saturn on Monday is like, we better clean up our act. (laughs) And if we do, it'll help things. It will definitely help the next two eclipses. And again, it does feel like we start out the week with some work. There's just some work to do. So come with um, extra snacks and make sure you sleep a lot over the weekend so that you're kind of prepared for what Monday brings. On Tuesday, Pluto stations direct in Capricorn, totally different story than the rest of what's happening, but it is a pivot and it is a reminder about our institutions and the old guard and the old world order, so to speak. So we might see some bigger global headlines 
that talk about perhaps banking, finances, the economic systems that are really old and outdated. On Wednesday, Mars moves in to Scorpio, where it is superpowered. Mars in Scorpio is stealth. It knows how to win. And then it makes immediately a trine to Saturn, which means that there's something here midweek that's actually really, I think, clarifying and helpful because it gets us into a kind of mind frame where it's like, oh, wait a minute. As long as I'm strategic about this and as long as I'm thinking about the long game, I can do this. So it does feel like Wednesday and Thursday galvanizes us and gets our interest and maybe even kind of stirs some kind of necessary competitive energy. (laughs) And if we're going into eclipse season with a little bit of a strategy about how to win, I think that can be helpful. So we're going to, during eclipse season, especially on the days of the eclipses, we want to think about laying low and not expecting too much from the day, not trying to push, remembering that the energy is unstable, remembering that usually people are kind of going through it, so to speak. And so with Mars entering into this situation, it feels like we do have a tool to use and to work with. And that tool is our capacity to be patient and to be able to wait for the right time, for the right reason, for the right situation, for the right action. When all those things line up, we move. But until then, we're patient and we know the deep and abiding satisfaction of delayed gratification. So that's one of the, I think, tools that this week really gives us is thinking about if I really want to win, I got to do so long term. And if this isn't the week, like if this weekend is a week to weekend to lay low or to, you know, think about what I'm letting go and what how I'm rebalancing, then so be it. This is a long game and I'm going to play the whole thing to the very end. And that kind of vibe kind of carries us through eclipse season. So I do like that. Last week, Mars and the South Node made a conjunction. And I think that that kind of astrology is challenging, but also purifying in terms of the tools that we use and how we use them and how to kind of put them through a purification process. And then Mars, again, on Wednesday, moves into Scorpio, into one of its homes. And we're connected back to the power of definitive action. But again, it's not from a place of being hurried or rushed or even moved by enthusiasm. This is different. This is like, I wait I take stock. I am not rushed. I strike when I need to. And that's one of the keys. That's one of the more helpful kind of pieces of this moment's astrology. Okay. So again, eclipse on Saturday on the 14th. 
We don't push with eclipses. We don't do ritual with eclipses. I personally do not try to visually watch eclipses. You can do what you want. It's shadowy stuff. It's energy that is uncertain and unstable. So to me, it's not good or bad. It's just a little caustic. So I want to, you know, make sure that I'm not overdoing things around eclipses, especially a south node eclipse, and that you're, we are allowing things to come back into balance to the best of our ability. And then also just watching how the shadowy, you know, material of the world, of our friendships, of our workplace situations comes up and is in need of being witnessed, but not absorbed, not taken on. And how we can also really let go of, lay down any kind of desire to be people pleasing. Remember, the top of the week gives us a big lesson in boundaries. So pay attention to what happens on Monday because it will help set us up for a lot of whatever success looks like for the weekend, for the eclipse, for both this one and the next one. Thank you so much for leaving us reviews in the app store. I wanted to leave you this one called Life Would Just Be Harder Without Chani. This app is worth your weight in gold. Foundational chart readings can cost upwards of $150. And usually you don't get this many details. Chani makes it super easy to understand planets and placements, but more importantly, what they mean for you. Also, the daily astrology and weekly astrology forecasts, including readings every week for both the collective and your personal rising sign, are irreplaceable. They help you understand the quote-unquote weather of astrological influences, and as a result, you are forewarned and forearmed, which makes it easier to give yourself and others grace. This is an amazing purchase. And if you're even a little bit curious about your chart, do it. All right, y'all. I'll see you back here next week for a little reading on the very, very interesting Mercury Kazemi that is happening on the 19th of October. All right. Bye for now.